As I'm Peter Perlman, along with the New Yorker, Paul Benzman. Welcome back, big guy. Good morning. How you doing? Well, I looked at those photos that you sent, you know, uh, from beautiful New York. You know, I noticed that the family had a great time. They did. They did. It was a uh, fun time in the city. We had a good time. And uh, well, I, got a lot of fe- I got a lot of feedback from your relatives. There I got to go. tell you, I, I, you I talked to a number of relatives, even bu- bu- uh, bumped into one, matter of fact, at the Secretary of State's office. Oh, really? Who's yeah. that one? Alan Levinson. Oh, okay. Good so uh, he was saying, oh, yeah, he was checking the photos, everybody checking photos out there, and uh, New York called on the Benzman family. Yep, yep, yep. We had a family, actually, a family yeah. event there. Great time. Uh, Mom, my sister, and the family was out there. It was a great, great time. A little rain, but it was nice. We missed the snow there. You guys had the snow. Uh, yes, we did. That Thursday that we left but, for Friday. But here's the question of the day. Um, you were in Midtown Manhattan, pretty much, what we call. Okay. Okay. Well, yep. we'll go from 34th to 66. So we really weren't. We were we're upper, upper there. You, we were 75 oh, in Broadway. Oh, so we boy, went you're okay. at the high end, you yep, know? Yep, 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 So yep. you're up at the high end. Once you get to, you know... 75, you know, then you got to go off on the sides because Central Park's in the middle there. So, all right, so the geography of New York. We uh, well, all wait, i got to okay, help okay. my listeners out on all the right, geography. Okay. I'm sure they all yeah. want to hear this. I know <laughs> they do. My <laughs> qu- I wanted to know how much walking traffic was going on, and uh, did you get out and walk and get in and out of stores? You know, it was really interesting. We went to see a movie in the afternoon, and it was raining. And my mom, who's 84, actually walked nine blocks back to the hotel. It was amazing. I am so proud she of you. She had a lot um, of energy. She walked nine blocks, and we got her to the hotel, and she had the time of her life. That's what made the trip. She had a good time. Good. That's all that counts. Well, we had a lot of activity in the studio last week while you were gone. What, did you have a flood, fire? What happened? No, we had um, conversation, and uh, second hour we had a sports show. Very nice. uh, Okay. But at that first hour we talked about not the election, but we talked about voting. Okay. Did our staff get out and vote? And if they did... What did they see at the polls? If they didn't, what were the, some of the concerns of why? And uh, I think the listeners really, you know, got to handle that. Uh, the the younger core of new radio media mm-hmm. has multiple views, and and it really kind of enlightened our listeners. So I think that was really great. You know, uh, we also missed your uh, birthday wishes last week, but boy, have I got a birthday wish for you coming on right now. We can roll. We're going to roll this. We got a special happy birthday. That's what we think, you know. I hear some. About Marilyn Monroe? Boy, oh boy. She used to sing that song to me all the time. Yeah, you and John Kennedy. Three years old, you know. All right. All right. All right, right, so you got Marilyn. Happy birthday, Marilyn. You know, the number one. How old would she be today if she was alive? Wow. She'd got to be up in those 80s. Come on, 80s. I, I got to know that number. Come on. You, you All right, we got a staff. We got okay. the staff. Go okay, run the numbers. Okay. What are the, how old Marilyn but I got, okay. well, Let's not worry about Marilyn Monroe. Our right. number one listener at Talking Biz. Her birthday today. Rochelle Myers. Yeah, happy birthday, you know, Rochelle. I want to say and, happy birthday. Uh, yeah, definitely a big happy birthday to her. But mm-hmm. you know whose birthday she shares it with today? Who does she Danny share it Danny DeVito. Do you remember Danny DeVito? Taxi. I'm and glad you're not comparing her to Danny DeVito. No, just, but Danny birthday, DeVito. Yeah. How about Diane Neal? Do you know Diane Neal? Diane Neal. Now, no, she no, played no. in two things, Law & Order yeah, as a prosecutor, yeah, okay. and she also played in NCIS. Gotcha. You know what she played in NCIS? Oh, she was yeah. the opposite of Gibbs as part of the Coast Guard. Didn't know that. 
And then Jim Boheen, you know him? Syracuse Orange men's basketball coach and Team USA assistant. Good friend of mine. Well, you know, our uh, a guy from the sports department, Ethan Perlman, had to drop that one in. Okay. You know, those sports department guys. And good, you know what he does to me then? Yeah, yeah. He then says, let's talk about this day in history. In a very big football game, the Super Bowl game, mm-hmm. was basically, well, actually it wasn't even a Super Bowl game, but it was very close. The Heidi Bowl, they called it. Do you remember that football game? No, I remember the Tidy Bowl. No, the Heidi Bowl, 1968, <laughs> November 17th. Yeah. If you remember, this game was getting so close to the end. It was a tie game. Nobody knew what was going to happen. And what did they do? NBC kicks it off to the Heidi movie. And you don't see the end of the game. The, I mean, it was just an unbelievable mistake. 65 seconds left to play. Wow. NBA, and NBC switches the wonderful channel to Heidi. Grandfather, grandfather, where are you? Unbelievable. All right, 1973. You were around for this one. All our viewers just had to know that information. They do. 1973. Okay. Nixon insists that he is not. thing happened in 1973. July 11th, July 13th, 1973. What was that? July 13th. Friday the 13th. What happened on that day? 1973. 1973, July 13th. What happened? Big event. Did you graduate? No. Go ahead. My bar mitzvah. <laughs> oh, what? Do you remember it? Can you give us the first few notes? I forgot. <laughs> For the rest of the room, he's looking like, what's a bar mitzvah? No, they know. They know. We had a meeting earlier. Uh, right? I thought Rabbi right, Zavi Jacobson came no, in no, and gave no. him a quick lesson. No, no. The staff and I had a meeting this morning. They, where were you last week in New yeah, York? And they, right. I told them where it was. Okay. And I was at a bar mitzvah, so well, they're, they're well. Ed- our staff is very well educated. I got to tell you though, by listening to this show and listening to everything here, they need everything they need to know and not know is on this show. Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But in '73, Nixon yeah. said, "I'm not a crook." Famous words. That's Famous. why I didn't get a bar mitzvah gift. In he the midst of the Watergate schedule, yeah, okay, that eventually ended his career okay. as the president of the United States. All right, gotcha. How about this one? 1998. You're a car guy. Yep. Day one for the blank company on the New York Stock Exchange. The blank company. But you were you're a car guy, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1998. Uh, gosh. Oh, time out. No, no, no. I got a, te- got a text message. Thanks to my favorite guys at Talking Biz, Rochelle Myers. All right, thank you, hey, Rochelle. Rochelle. Hey. So, anyways, let me think. Nineteen ninety-eight. Nineteen ninety-eight. This is the day in nineteen ninety-eight that a brand new blank began trading its shares on the New York Stock Exchange. It was an automotive co- company. Yes. Okay. Well, let me think. Nineteen ninety-eight. Was it? Uh, they formed this company five days earlier. Yeah. Now, was it have to do with the Chrysler company? Yes, it did. Okay. What, do you want to give me the other, the, the rest of it? Or are you yeah, just say, Chrysler. Thank you. Okay. I mean, well, our listeners like to know that. Okay. Okay. And in 2003, this actor became the governor. Arnold. The Terminator becomes the governor. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, yes he did. Now, I you just know, talked to him yesterday. I bet you did. You know yeah. what's so funny? Uh, I, here I am in the studio, yep. schwitzing, okay. and you don't even ask me why I'm dressed this way today. I always wear a blue shirt. No, but you're going deer hunting this afternoon. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Michigan and deer hunting. You know, okay. what does deer hunting mean to Michigan? What does the DNR call deer hunting? November 15th. That right. is their Super Bowl mm-hmm. season okay. for deer hunting. And it contributes $2.3 billion of revenue to the state. But the problem is there's two things happening. One, it creates 34,000 jobs in the state, which is great. Mm-hmm. But we have a shrinking participation now. 
<laughs> Shrinking participation. And we base that on the number of licenses that are given out in the state. But wow. we've dropped um, over 20% in giving out licenses over this 10, 15-year period. Now, we keep shrinking every year. And then the second part of all this headache is, and this is one of concern for a lot of our listeners that do hunting, especially on the southern side of the state and everything, is disease now that they're finding within the deer. And with that, um, the fatal nervous system disease, uh, a lot of deer cannot be used for food. Um, we're doing the kill to thin herds, but we're not able to utilize the food for feeding families right now. And that is a very big issue going on. Well, we have a show, Greenway Outdoors, and yeah. it's it's amazing show on the network. And a matter of fact, these are young guys who are advocates of getting younger people involved in hunting. They're with the, you know, with the Department of Natural Resources. These guys are amazing. So if you listen to it, go on our line, go online, look at Greenway Outdoors. These guys are amazing. They are traveling the country, going to be doing wild game dinners. Um, their their show's amazing. Uh, it's on cable. It's also their podcast here on NewRadioMedia.com. Great guys, Kyle Green and his gang, uh, listen to it. But they're they're working on advocating for younger people to learn about hunting because it's a very important part of our state and all over the country because the overpopulation of deers. As a matter of fact, I don't know how many deers you've noticed down in the area. There's, I have a number of deers. They're saying that the population of deers in lower Michigan is, is at all-time record high. It is. And so you're seeing a lot more deers. You're seeing a lot more deers in the suburbs running around. And the hunting season is very, very important to balance the uh, deer population. Now, did you happen to notice, too, that um, Cabela's and Bass Pro have been offering safety clinics for young people to get involved in the uh, firearms itself and the firearm season, deer hunting, et cetera, later on. There's other uh, hunting pieces to it, but to get used to the weapon, I call it a weapon, but to get used to the rifle that they will use or a crossbow to go hunting. And um, the safety factor is probably the most important part of the whole thing. Yeah, it's 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 really, really, really important. But once again, it's it's I'm learning more about hunting, listening to the guys on well, Greenway. And it, it's interesting, but like you said, the the danger of the uh, the season and, and going on. We don't hear as many accidents. Remember, you used to see a lot oh, yeah. of shooting accidents. Well, there's a guy up in uh, when I worked for um, TV nine and ten in the old days up north. Um, we used to have a guy drive I seventy five from Ross Common to Grayling, maybe a little bit up to Gaylord, and he was dressed as a deer in an, in an old Chevy. And what he had on top of the car was a mannequin of a body with a toe tag. I think I remember that. And he would drive up and down the I, freeway I dressed think, as a deer with the I, human I, on top. I think I remember Very proud that, that he got his it's, first kill. So anyways, back to hunting. You're going yeah. hunting today? Well, I wanted to celebrate the season. Okay. You know, instead of the blue shirt business look, I gotcha. thought that this would be the way to go, you know. And I thought, what do you think, pretty fashionable guys? I think. Casual. Yeah. Ca- casual. Casual. Casual Hunter yeah. Perlman. <laughs> casual Hunter Perlman. Call me Hunter Perlman. Hunter Perlman. Well, Hunter okay. Perlman, by the way, wants to point out that Michigan delivered a beautiful tree downtown to Campus Martius, and last night they lit 19,000 lights on that tree to kick off the true holiday season in downtown Detroit. Now, I know you weren't there because I called you, and you were somewhere with a crowd of people. Last night I was. I know you were. I was at a couple places last night. I got a couple invites last night. Well, that's good. And uh, I don't know if it's, it's good because I came well, home and went to sleep after that. Well, did you want to be lonely? Yeah, you know what? Sometimes lonely you want to be lonely. Lonely in Detroit. I tell you, lonely Are in you Detroit. Are you lonely tonight? 
All right, we just lost 22 listeners. <laughs> but the good news is... I got, a, I got the listener meter here, and as soon as yeah. we start singing, it goes... Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so you were with a bunch of friends, but downtown yeah. was really popping last night. Yes, and, uh, I missed the... Tre- I like going down sometimes for the tree lighting, but uh, it's been a long week. But I want to uh, share with everybody that at 9 o'clock... Nine, yes, Nine we got o'clock. a really we, cool guest on. We're going to clean the actual... Clean the room... All, and at 9 o'clock, put on our hats and coats, welcome in our guest and co-founder, CEO of the Pingree Detroit Group. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to give him a little taste that Garrett, Alan uh, Schleff. How about Jared? How about Jared with a J? Yeah, okay. J. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Garrett. We can call him really, Garrett. Really good but company. Ger- but no. Jared. Really cool company. Uh, they take leather from the automotive companies, and they make amazing products. But and they it, make it with with whom? Why don't you just finish it? You know, you, you, no, you jumped no, I'm, all over I'm me. Going, Why? You know, you're, Mr. You're, Brown, I'm going to sit back here and let you, you do the whole show. You seem to like to do that. I love watching okay? you. This is the beauty so, that they so, can't see. Yeah, but <laughs> me, you got me cut off, so let me just talk right now. Oh, his mic is working. He's okay. got you on the mic. So at the end of the day, uh, an amazing company. They use veterans, and it's really cool. It's, it's, it's employee-owned veterans. This concept is amazing. And, and the, there's a lot of these companies popping up that are for social awareness. And this is really amazing company. We ran into them, uh, I believe we ran into them at TED Talks. And uh, Marianne set it up. And it's really, really neat because, you know, they, they formed themselves in 2015. And social awareness is cool. And, and what people are looking for, and, and hats off to younger people because they're looking at companies and want to know people behind the company and what's going on with companies. And when you look at this company, it's truly, truly amazing. And, and we're going to talk to him, and it's probably going to be a nice, long interview because there's so much to talk about. But before we go there, you never let me finish my birthdays. Did you have birthdays, Paul? I always Ladies and gentlemen, okay? it's time for the Paul Benzman Hour no, it's, birthday it's, wishes. No, it's my Facebook friend's birthdays, which oh, I fire forgot away. to a few minutes well, ago. Well, I gave you break. an opportunity. I even played music. You played music, yeah. Did you want one with mo- just instrumental? I can't get a word in. Do you want what? Do, do you want something I, just instrumental? Next week I'm going to Sheboygan. <laughs> I don't have to be here. Okay? Are you going to Sheboygan with an S or a C? I'm looking at your son <laughs> through the window, and, and 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 he would like to slap you with a baseball no. bat as I slap you with a baseball. He'll bat. sit in your seat. Yeah. He'll be happy to take your <laughs> yeah, seat. He will. I'll go home, go back to bed. It's okay. All right. So we've got Jody Fox's birthday today, uh, good friend Jody. Uh, great developer, Ernie DeCenzo's birthday today. Uh, William Ruby's birthday today. Ed Crass, Ed was a teacher in the South. It's Rochelle, we said already. And Elise Goldstick together, it's her birthday. I want to thank those Facebook friends and their birthday. Hey, by the way, if you have a birthday that you want mentioned on our show, send it to info at newradiomedia.com. And matter of fact, if you want to tell us anything about the company or show or idea you have, go to info at newradiomedia.com. We get a lot of uh, a lot of requests and a lot of comments all week at that number or that email address, I should say. How about a phone number in case you want to call us? Go ahead, give it to them. How about eight four four nine 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 two four nine, and uh, give us a buzz. We have a beautiful young lady there handling hand, handling the phones, Alana, and she'd love to talk to you. Let's do that, and we've got uh, that stuff going on. By the way, um, what's going on in Ann Arbor today? You know who's playing? Michigan. Very good. Very good. Versus very Indiana. Good. Very, very, very good. And so Michigan anyway, State travels to Nebraska. You want to keep shooting this at me? No, i got to ask you one more thing. Do you, so have, quiet, do you have your so. hunting license? No. Then why are you wearing that shirt? Because I support 
I support the community. I'm going to get back at him now, right? I support the you community. Support that was low, Paul. That was low. I mean, wait a minute. Wait. Thanks, Tony. I mean, wait a minute. For I got a collar on. I have an artificial well, left arm. Well, let me arm. tell the people why you got the collar. Everyone, You're going to get your own collar, yeah, I understand. But, but everyone, the reason he got the collar is because oh, I tried a, to choke him and I broke his neck. No. You know, I got to tell you. I got to tell you, you know. I missed you last week. You, you, you miss missed me. me having me in New York with you. Uh, oh, yes. We run yes. the streets in New York. I keep walking yeah. fast and I keep looking back. Where's Paul? My fingers were in the cab. <laughs> yes, they were. Oh, that was oh at terrible. the airport. At the airport. Guys, I got to tell you a story. This is unbelievable. Uh, Peter saved me. We went to a show last year. Last year, the year before. The bro- two, well, two years yeah, ago, two the National Broadcast. So we go to the NBA, NAB show, and and I we I closed the cab doors on my fingers. And before the cabbie leaves, I'm screaming, "Don't take off! Don't take off!" Luckily, there was a gap enough where it didn't take off my fingers; just bruised it. But Peter went into action, ran in, opened the door. You had to open and, it from the and inside. And he's a first responder kind of guy. Took out the bandage. Before I had it, I was bandaged up. And thank you very much. It's my pleasure. You you thank me. Poor cab you know, guy I, didn't know what the hell was I going on. I feel bad that I picked on him. I didn't remember he saved my fingers. You know. Yeah, you know. Listen I'm to sorry. the crew. You, you know, notice the sympathy. You know, I I'm sorry I said anything. You know what? It, it it's amazing. I'm really sorry. What you know that that I picked on you about the you, you saved my fingers. Well. Your fingers will be saved. I have an anniversary wish, though, today to Matthew and Teresa Perlman, my son and daughter-in-law. How many years? Happy anniversary. How many years? I knew you were going to do that one to me, though, How many years? So wait, Four. Wait, four years. Oh, no, no, no. How many years is it, Ethan says? How Five? many years? More, more, more. More? more, more. Five, Ethan? Ethan thinks it's seven, eight. Carrie's going to text. Consensus from the control room is seven or eight. Well, Carrie's going to text me in a minute, and she's going to remind me. Wait so. a second, Matthew. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm going to do is Plan. call Matthew and say, uh, Matthew, did been, you listen to the time, show this morning? Time flies by when you're having fun, you know. You know what? Oh you know, my time God, is having so much. Music. You know, when we come back in just a minute, though, we're going to talk about a couple do? of things. We're yes. going to talk about the good news that Macy's having in sales, mm-hmm. temporary pop-ups going on around the country, mm-hmm. and of course, what is Danny Gilbert doing? We'll see you in two minutes. Plus, the latest LiftMaster garage door openers and the toughest retractable screens on the market, all by the push of a button. Tarno Doors is celebrating its 50th year anniversary and is the recipient of the 2016 Subcontractor of the Year from the Home Builders Association. Tarno knows doors. Tarno knows doors. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. 
As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, I've got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. Well, we're back here at Talking Biz at newradiomedia.com on a Saturday morning in the Motor City. And Peter Perlman and his hunting shirt is here. I just here. got a text message. Yeah. Just got a text message. How many years? Six. They were married in 2012. Happy sixth anniversary. So I was I waiting five. to wish him anniversary. I said five, one more. I mean, no, you said four originally. I went Did to four, four or six. The that, time, you said four. That's a point for the controller, you know, I believe. Yeah, four, the, the, yeah, I yeah. got to tell you something. Time flies when you're having fun. Are we having fun? Look what time it is already. The it's first, flying by. It is going by so quickly. 21 minutes going by. You know, Peter, you know I that missed our you guests, you Our guest. You know, I, I got to say something. I was tough on the beeve this morning. Who? I was tough on Peter this morning. You I were? Pop. I didn't think so. You I know, brought my hunting you, you outfit. Know, Are you I, kidding? Under this I, no, is Kevlar, no, you so know, you can't shoot mixed me. Mixed emotions. <laughs> I remembered that you saved my fingers in New York and come back here. And everyone out there. By the way, we got a flash. Marilyn Monroe was 90. She was 90. She, she'll she, be, she be would 90. be 90. She wasn't 90. She, she is 90, okay? <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter. Slow Paul, down Paul. Where's Mary? Peter, Paul, and Mary. So, you Paul, know, you gave me a little article here. I, you, well, you know, you, you do extensive research during the week, and you dig deep into Funk and Wagnall's bag. By the way, did you see who bought Dictionary.com? And Wikipedia.com. Yeah, we'll talk. Not Wikipedia. No, and, uh, thesaurus. thesaurus. We're going to talk about him in a few minutes, so we'll, yeah, let's talk with what yeah. you got. So, you know, you're talking about good, good articles, season temporary shops popping up. Here's the deal. It's really interesting. I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk about retail space in the retail right. world. and that's why I'm, I thought we'd share this with everybody on Talking Biz. You know what? Because this is a business I talk channel, you. isn't you it? Is this a business? The greatest stuff. Oh, wait, is this a business me, talk channel? Yeah, let me talk about uh, New this. Radio Media? Once again, I can't get my damn word in. Okay? <laughs> I, I love I this just, part I, of the show. He just you comes know? after uh, me. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you love the, the look of a hunter? Ethan's laughing because he, he, he knows what I'm going through, you know? It, it's got their, Poor Tony. Tony's dying. In yeah, it's like, it's like you know what? Tony, this is real. This is like real radio. You this, know? this is real talk. Yeah, this, real is, talk. This, is, this is real talk. This is this what is we get not paid like, to, This is not like the political channels of the world. This is why we get the big sale. Yeah, that's right. Show Throw another we, zero on the front of Paul's check. In the front of my check. I want it on the back of the check. He puts it in the front. So, so anyways, yes. great article. Let's talk about this okay. for, for a little while because it's gonna real important. I'm going to give it important. to you. So, you know, the pop-up stores and all that, Wayfair, there's a lot of retailers. There's a lot of internet companies that are going bricks and mortar. Wayfair is losing their butt, okay? They're losing a lot of money. They're figuring out a lot of these bricks-and-mortar companies or these internet companies have to have bricks-and-mortar to, to bounce and even off stuff. So they're finding the balance. So everyone thinks that every internet company in, in e-commerce makes a fortune. Uh, the majority of them don't make any money. They look for being buyouts, and they put money, and they pump and dump, and they do those things. But what's happening with these pop-up stores in malls and all over the place, because there are so many vacancies that the landlords have to do the pop-ups. Uh, I got news last night uh, that Ramco, which used to be Ramco Gerson Center right down here in Northwestern, is basically eliminating almost the jobs in their Michigan office. Uh, they're part of another company now, and they are selling 33 of their Midwest malls. So they're eliminating three of their, 33 of their malls. The new company is going to be a mixed-use development company, so no longer just a retail. So they're eliminating all the accounting all the other, I think there's only going to be about eight or nine people left in the Michigan office. 
So this was just announced this last week here in Michigan. So, you know, people think about this and that. Now, once again, we've talked about this hundreds of times that there's an adjustment in the retail world because of people downsizing saturation in the market. Uh, we had almost five times the number of square footage of retail stores compared to Europe, and now we've got two things going on. We've got consolidation and competition from e-commerce. read an article yesterday about uh, Amazon. Their goal is to have 50% of the online market business, uh, so that's changing and disrupting things. Um, and the word disruption doesn't mean bad. It means things are changing. Uh, we are in that category, being in the streaming business. We are looking at what's happening to traditional media and where streaming's going. Every week now, you know, Disney announced Disney Plus is the name of their new network. So streaming's the where it's going. So you've got to watch changes in the economy and changes in trends. So when it comes to temporary pop-up shops, um, it's a necessary need of the retailers to get some kind of rent into and also from the people that pop-up shops gives them a chance to see what's going on <laughs> in the retail marketplace without signing a permanent lease. Well, you know, we're talking about the pop-ups, and we mm-hmm. talked about last year, uh, if you remember, the pop-ups in downtown Detroit that took place. You know, mm-hmm. these are – actually, people don't understand, you know, they, they think maybe it's a tent or it is a storefront. In some cases, you take open lots, and these are four walls with a nice roof, and they're glass paneled. <laughs> yep. So they have heat in them. They have everything. But they're there for 45 days or 60 days, and then they clean it up and they move on. And then maybe in the summer they pop up again, different kind of season, different kind of tenant structure for it. The the unique thing is, though, on a pop-up is it gives people the opportunity to sometimes walk into a place they would not have had any other time. And I think that is the the most unique and best part about it. Yeah, I I ran into a a couple last week. Uh, I was at Leo's meeting someone. And they just left their pop-up shop in Detroit. And it gave, them, it gave them a feel of, hey, do I open up downtown? And they were amazed the first few days how much traffic they had. And by that traffic, they said, you know what, I think we're going to look for a small space in downtown now. So it's a lot of times it's incubation of a new company. It's a great way to start it. Because, you know, if someone comes in, there's two reasons people don't start a business. Okay, One is capital, and two is the fear of failure. And so if it takes away the fear of failure and they can start interacting with clients and do that. What also is interesting today is that a lot of people start on the Internet with a business. And they they don't have to have as much inventory because they can get it from their client, you know, from their suppliers when they need it. And they can really feel out for, you know, for for 10 grand, someone can open a little business online or less and really feel out the marketplace. Because what's happening between all the social media marketing stuff, you don't need to have a zillion dollars. You can get on there and say, okay, I'm going to sell this widget, let's say, and I'm going to buy it from a wholesaler for $2, and I'm just going to work real close and sell it plus $3 plus shipping. Well, if they push it out there and they spend $50 to $100 on Google AdWords, or Google you know, ads or uh, Facebook ads, they start getting traction, and they can monetize and look at it, and everything is so measurable. So the world has changed, and uh, temporary shops, they'll keep popping up because there'll be more of it. You're going to see a lot of developments where, in the next few years, where they'll be tearing down parts of shopping centers or tearing down entire shopping centers for redevelopment or saying, listen, we lost three of our big boxes. It cost us too much to cut them to small stores. Let's just talk them down, maybe put a park or maybe put residential there. So it's going to be a lot of interesting change as things go on in the retail world. Well, I tell you, Macy's um, just put out a little announcement that was very interesting 
that they did a store comparison, you know, last year to this year, and they're up 3.3% right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're, you know, they're looking for a strong fourth quarter. Yep. They've changed their goods a little bit, which is important for that. But also, um, they started using the mobile app with uh, the Gannett um, people saying that they expect to see $1 billion in mobile sales this year. It's, it's now, where it's at, yeah. Well, here's we're going to do another show because I've talked to my friends of mine at one of the three-letter companies tied to the government about mobile apps, cyber attacks, and your personal security. Well, that's a whole because that's a story. that's yeah. a different story. Yeah. But I, as I keep reading more pieces that people want to go to mobile apps and buy online mm-hmm. uh, through their cell phone type of you know smartphones. We'll call them that way today, not yep. cell phones. Yep. But the smart instruments today. Um, I'm always concerned about security. Well, and, you know, you're and, a security kind of guy. I know. and uh, But we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But, you know, talking about how things go in the marketplace and what makes a, a community successful for their chamber of commerce, you know, the, you know getting business in and everything, um, I've got to take my hats off to a woman by the name of Grace Shore. Do you know Grace Shore? Have you heard the name? No, tell me about Grace For Shore. For 39 years, she has been the face of Macomb County with the chamber. And roughly for 27 years, she's been the chief executive officer. And December 31st, she's stepping down from her position and retiring. And in the last six years alone, uh, Macomb County has been named the Outstanding Chamber of the Year from the Michigan Association of Chamber Professionals. She has been so unique, and yet flying under the radar that nobody ever hears about Macomb County retail, Macomb County business. But this woman, um, Grace Shore, has been the driving force. And, uh, you know, we, we salute her for her years of sharing her time with the community and uh, the number of ribbon-cutting ceremonies she's attended, of course, the banquets and the lunches and the breakfasts. But all during the course of her 39 years there, in her 27 years as heading up the chamber, she has dedicated herself, excuse me here, <clears throat> dedicated herself, though, to the business and general community. And if we think about it for a minute and we look at local chambers and we, and we go to regionalization, we never hear the names of these people. But they do the work that is so necessary to get us to the next step in business. Yep. So my hat's off to her. I want to congratulate her and, again, uh, wish her a wonderful retirement. And, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the short term that we have for a minute, um, for about a minute and a half, and we talk about retail, mm-hmm. okay, um, Thanksgiving is coming up this coming week. Yep. Do you believe that retail should be open on Thanksgiving Day? So, and I'm not talking supermarkets, gas no, stations, or no. the emergency, you know. I'm going to give you my We're going to pick it up after, answer. but I just want to start it off. I'll tell you right now, um, retailers have to be considerate to their employees and families. And what's happened now is with Cyber Monday and all the other days of shopping, that people aren't running out as much for Black Friday. They do. But a lot of people are shopping online. So to inconvenience employees and families, I think it's totally wrong that they open up on Thanksgiving. Do you think the legislature should pass the blue law for— Stay out of it. I think the legislature should stay out of it. 
I think the fact is is that retailers and, and businesses have to look at their employees and say, hey, listen, we're going to let you enjoy the holiday. And a lot of companies have done that and more are turning back to that because they're understanding that you have to keep your employees happy. They're your partners in business. Well, they're partners in business, and we're, we're going to pick this up on the other side. But I want everybody to start thinking about, do we go to the store on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day? Welcome back to Pop That Culture. <laughs> Bury the phone in the fat cemetery. It's got a cord. <laughs> Welcome back to the Craig Folly Show. Our votes don't matter. I, and I always disagree. Doing this show, I feel like I get like a little bit of time to chit-chat with the man. Yeah. I fell in love with. Oh. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Greg Russell Movie Show. Writer, producer, director. How did this whole thing come about for you? Yep, what's up? This is your boy, Walter Jones, also known as Zach, the original Black Ranger. And you are geeking out with Geektainment Weekly at New Radio Media. It's worth the time. Welcome back to Who's Got Chutzpah. I'm your host, Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson. Andy, are you ready? Uh, Andy, what holiday is this associated with? Oh, boy. Uh, uh. Sukkot? I'm sorry, that's not the answer we were looking for. Whitney, for the win. Can you tell us which holiday is this? I'm I know. Shavuot. No, I'm sorry. I've got the answer. Ta-da! What? My show, Let's Talk Torah, where we talk Torah, holidays, faith, and all the things that help us live our life. That's Let's Talk Torah, Thursdays at 3 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. That's pretty good. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. We're back. We're back. And, you know, Paul, um, we were talking about Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. and whether or not retail should be open. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of push, if you've been following the ads in the last week, that uh, a number of um, large retailers want to be open for Thanksgiving. And I'm just kind of wondering, with the shortage of labor today, um, the way the world, the way the, the way the United States right now feels in their political positions, is it better to be home and just kind of take a breather from all the crap, shall we say, going on outside the door? You know what? You, you, you said something, and it opens up a great conversation, which will probably take us the rest of the hour because I want to cover it. No, you can't because I have to run two more spots. Okay. Well, we'll do that. But what I want to talk about, <laughs> See, Peter, is, you, know, you, 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 you said something here, and you said a lot of things about people just decompressing. Um, you know, uh, when you open the news, I'm going to go sideways, and we'll come back to the situation. When you wake up in the morning and you turn on the television, if you do that, we are no longer shocked at what we see. No, that's very true, unfortunately. And, and, and we, um, what do we call it? We're not thick-skinned by any means. No, we're not. And, and I said it on a show a little while ago that our friend Adam Gottlieb was treating people at a, a festival. Mm-hmm. And that these were teenagers, 15-year-olds, that out of 18 people they treated, 
uh, 15 were treated for something, and everyone screams out drugs, drugs. No, yeah. anxiety. anxiety. So that's Number said, one challenge today. So in today's world where everyone's working and killing themselves and retailers are demanding their people work on holidays, you know, the store's going to open at 3 a.m., get your butt here, we need you there at 2 a.m., uh, you don't have time to digest your turkey and your cranberries and your stuffing. Um, it's putting more anxiety to people and more pressure to people. So we need to take a deep breath, and let's keep the word politics out of this. Let's just talk about Americans and take that deep breath and say, listen, we need to enjoy life. We need to remember what the country was. We remember what the holidays are. we got to go back to simplify ourselves. Because the way it's going, it puts a dent into a holiday. People used to look forward to seeing their families traveling in and going there. Out-of-towners come in, and next thing you know, Billy Bob's got to go to Best Buy to work because they're opening at 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. Sorry if I mentioned Best Buy. And then people line up, and they're camping out in the morning and doing those things. What's happening is, and, and people listen to me clearly, the Black Friday deals... Some are sharp for the 30 TVs they throw out for a dollar. If that's what you want to do, fine. But you got to realize what you're losing for that dollar, being with your family, being with that. And you've got to put a value of what family means, not just I can buy a 32-inch TV for a dollar if I'm one of the lucky people. But what were you missing out while you camped out all night for a day or two? Think about life, folks. Think about simplistic things and what your life means and what family means. Well, you know, it, it's it's very tough. Um, every year for Thanksgiving, for 30 years, I've pretty much been up north mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And the day before Thanksgiving, uh, Father Fred Foundation out of Traverse City, uh, a priest up there, um, ran a program to feed families of need Yeah. at the Park Place Hotel in the Dome. And we would watch and go and support and you would see in the beginning so many families. Then as the economy changed, unfortunately, everybody thought up north, everybody m- made tons of money and everybody's living yep. the dream. Yep. Unfortunately, the dream is not that way. And But watching people give back to the community during Thanksgiving, that's the, you know, it's a psychological piece here. It's the start of the return of giving to, p- to the community. Food banks start to enhance positions. You'll watch the veterans' toys for tots with the Marines. Um, you'll watch the handoff of turkeys to families of need. All of these things take place. What we miss, however, um, and and I'll do it this way: growing up Jewish, we were always taught that You're ten- Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Jews hunt. Oh, had <laughs> 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 to get that in there. Here we go again, live from the blinds oh of North <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. Here we go. You ready for this one? I think he's going hunting. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, for Peter. Right, here we go. Here we go. You ready? Live from the blinds of Northern Michigan. Peter Perlman is peering out over the wooded area. He loads his twelve gauge. He cocks it. He looks. Oh, what a pretty deer! I can't shoot it. There you go. I thought I thought maybe you went gefilte fishing. Oh no! But anyway, yeah. we were always taught, and and it goes back to biblical times mm-hmm. when a if you were the farmer and you had your field, ten percent of the field was left to those of need. And yep. we try to explain to people every day to cool alum to heal the world. Yep. And Thanksgiving is like that mental kickoff. Let's heal the world. 
and I think it's right. You know, I want to think of something. And, I, and before I announce this, I got to think of the repercussions. Well, of it. you know, back to the retailers and opening up with that. You got me going there in the well, holidays and all that stuff. I'm going to expand it. Keep your thought process because okay. you always love when I okay. do this to you. Okay. Um, one of the things we can do at New Radio Media is mm-hmm. we can set up boxes with New Radio logos, feed your neighbor program, okay. and have. When can- are we going to do this? I will talk with the staff at the next staff meeting coming up, and we will pick so many locations around the community where okay. we can wrap, feed feed your neighbor, and have boxes out there that we can have food drives, have people drop stuff off, and we will deliver it to a food bank. And we have one in Wall Lake, of course. Of course, you have Gleaners also, Yad Yezra for the kosher food banks. And um, work with the community, putting our footprint back to the community and thanking them for supporting us while we support them. I think I think it's a wonderful idea. I also wanted to say that um, if you look at the younger people in society, um, anyone can bitch about, and using that word, about what young people are doing today, but they're doing a lot of things right. They're looking at quality of life. They're looking at social justice. They're looking at different things. And they're so aware of things that should be done in the community and the society. Do you agree on that? Definitely. And what's nice about it is they're learning how to relax and not be so stuffy and so stressed. And I think we've got to look at society and learn But are from they one looking another. at it for themselves or are they looking at it with an open arm to the total family? I'm looking at it both ways. I know plenty of my friends who have kids that are doing jobs now for nonprofits, are involved in more activities and more things that are really meaningful, and it's doing it not only for themselves but for the community. And we saw this um, in Detroit several years ago of all these suburban groups that got involved in Detroit, younger groups, repairing parts of Detroit, doing gardening, neighborhoods, all this other stuff. And I believe that awareness, because of companies doing more social justice and social awareness, that younger people are there. I think we have older people that do it, but I think there's enough people that in this holiday season, between Thanksgiving and New Year's, I want people to think like you, Peter, to say, you know, we said this, is to look back and really evaluate their lives and their meaning of life. I think it's very, very important. I mean, Tony's in the studio. Tony, Tony's on the uh, on the board with us right now. Mm-hmm. And um, Tony, when you when you when I say when you were growing up, you're only hitting your twenties, so you're. But in the earlier years, what was Thanksgiving for you? Oh, Thanksgiving Thursday, Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. What was Thanksgiving like? Um, it was usually consisted of you know just kind of getting up, waking up in the morning. Spending time with the family, we'd usually like watch the parade on TV, you know. Um, then we'd go to my aunt's house and have dinner. And I mean, and we would spend time playing board games. All so that when you went to your aunt's house, how how did 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 the family expand? I mean, how much more family joined in? Um, it was one of those holidays that was always kind of different because we would always we would sort of split up a little bit because everyone would kind of go with like their respective like close family I guess, um, so like some some went and spent time with like the other side of the family. But um, and at the family at the family gatherings, did they ever talk about um, helping out another family or charity or was it just? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Always. I mean, I grew up Catholic, and so it was always you know prayers and you know talking about like 
spending time together and being with family is always like a very vital part of it. (laughs) You know, it's 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 real important. And and Peter, I think what we should do for the next show, especially during the holiday season, and I'm with you. Let's bring people in to talk about you know social awareness, social justice. Definitely bringing people do this. We'll Um, have that. Um, And I think we can touch the community a lot. And and I love the idea that we do that. We 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 talk a lot during the week about doing things in the community. We've got a lot of stuff planned. But I think our staff is amazing. Once again, I, I love talking to the guys. Uh, this morning I, I brought a few people in the office. I said, you know what? I miss you guys. You know, I was out of town last week. And they didn't we, say that we, about you. We've got a lot of you know, smart ass. You know what? <laughs> I'm going hunting. Anyone got a gun, I'm going to shoot my partner, okay? You know, uh, ooh, you don't know, do that. Wait, no, we can't do that. Wait, Sorry. wait. I go to Europe. You want me to bring you back? Stuff from Brussels, so I brought you sprouts. I know. I, I know. mean, he goes to Geneva for so many years. I asked for a watch. What I get? Chuck. Not, ti- t- not even a no, Timex not, box. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Not so even, you go to New York. Not even a you Timex go box. to the Big Apple. Yep. And what do you bring back from the Big Apple? Not even a little cherry. I'll tell you what I brought back that's worth millions of dollars. Oh, this ought to be great. I, I this brought back a happy mom. Oh, okay? amen to that. And, and, amen. and you know what, Peter? Let me amen. say something. Mileage to beyond me, means. To me. Watch. It wasn't about me this trip. It was about my sister, who was wonderful, helping with mom. Was seeing my mom so happy. You know, the older we get, if your kids are happy and you still are grateful to have a parent alive, that's what makes the world go. Amen. And you know what? Everything else doesn't mean anything. But the fact is, is the following. You look at life and what is the meaning of life. I, 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 I love James Taylor's song, The Meaning of Life is Enjoying the Passage of Time. Oh, and yes, I thought, that is the greatest and I thought it was Jack Palance saying, Why does, just this one thing, just this one thing okay. to Billy Crystal. Yeah, it, it's right. <laughs> so, so you really look at that, and you look at words, and I had a really deep talk this week with a member of our staff, and I can't use it because I, I— We never give it, names. Uh, not names because his father's a famous person. Mm-hmm. And we had a talk about how well I loved his father's lyrics because they had meaning. Mm-hmm. They had meaning, and— we had a really deep talk because this family is so down to earth. He's one of the biggest stars ever in music, and he has lyrics that really mean something. And this conversation got really, really deep, and, and this gentleman's obviously younger with us. But really, people forget what the meaning of life is. You know, back to James Taylor, the meaning of life is enjoying the passage of time. And, and and I'm going to put a little plug in for a show while we talk about this. You can plug it. Uh, Henry Gornbein, Gracefully Grain. I want people to listen to that show because Henry is an amazing gentleman. And his show, and, and, and we had a really good talk. So Henry brings in some amazing guests. I'm in our lobby, and Kim Worthy's in our lobby the other day, and this one's in our lobby. And Henry really enjoys life and enjoying the passage of time and Gracefully Grain. That fits it. So don't tune to take tones. Go to our website. You can swallow. Tell your parents or yourself. This is a great show, Gracefully Green. Tune on, tune into it on New Radio Media. We have a lot of cool shows upcoming in production. Well, stay before you jump on all the production yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, we just talked about how we can help the community. Yes. If you have an idea out there, mm-hmm. send it to us at www. Uh, no, don't, no, you don't no, do no. that. Go to Info Excuse New me. Radio. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, if you want to be involved in any of our volunteer movements, right. go to Info at New Radio Media. Com and say, hey, I'd like to be involved in volunteer. And uh, I look at Tony right now. I think Tony's going to be involved in this pretty heavy. Oh. I think, Tony, are you okay for this? 
I'm all about it. You know, let's help some people out. Why not? All right, okay, Kelsey. I, Kelsey, I, are you, oh, she's into it. Okay, well, how about over there? Alana. In, in the, Alana in the phone room. Are you into it? I think everybody is. And, um, you know, we're going to uh, strengthen this whole core of volunteers uh, over the uh, next 45 days, shall we say, because we're going to go beyond the first of the year on this. Definitely. But um, send it over to info at New Radio Media. We're going to study it, and we're going to study what's next here. You got it. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. I'll tell you what happened. Good day, Morty. I got the Central Sauce. We're at C2E2 with the legendary Chris Claremont. Greetings, my fellow geeks. My name is Jordan Trevilian, and this is Get It to the Geeks. We are here with David Yost, the original Blue Power Ranger. Nobody right. promised you when you bought the thing on PS4 that you could play it on Switch. But your, your excuse is garbage. I'm going to pull out my crossbow. All right, sweet chainmail armor. Let's see what you got. Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. And we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. We're back here at Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. On a wonderful Saturday morning, we got a great guest coming on at 9 o'clock. We got Jared from the uh, Pingree Detroit, very cool company. We're going to talk all about his history, how it got started, a lot about the company, and it's an amazing company. I can't wait to meet him at 9 o'clock. I'm glad you brought up about Detroit because... One of the icon restaurants of Detroit made a major change roughly in the last 30 days. Do you know what that change was? They didn't change the mustard at Lafayette, did they? No, they did something else, though, at Lafayette. What they do? They accept credit cards. What? They accept credit cards. Finally. Really? They really? have been losing business because as the downtown has grown, corporate, you know, has moved all over downtown. Yeah. People are going down to Lafayette. Wow. They go in, and when they find out, I'm cash only. Well, they have a money machine. There. Well, but people aren't geared that way. It's a $5 ATM fee. So What? Yeah. It's like a 4 or $5 Very ATM fee. Very high. Really? So they entered the 21st century and are now taking credit cards. And it's I'll helping charge their- to that. 
Very cute, Paul. But the mustard stays the same. It's still yellow. It is still yellow. But it was a major, major decision um, because, you know, they've been there since the 20s, 19, since the early 20s, taking cash. And all of a sudden, in, 19, in 2018, yeah. they felt that with this whole change of the customer culture, Wow. They had to fall in line or continue to lose business. It's funny you say that. I've got a lot of friends in the restaurant business, and cash has disappeared. The The, the government would love cash to disappear because everything's trackable. So, you know, no, the charge cards, it's what it is. I mean, you've got to take it, and people have it, and uh, hey. Do you know the last big thing that happened at Lafayette Coney Island was in 1990? 1990, they had French fries. Yes, they did. So, yeah, I know the decan, Boy, look at this kid. Lafayette, Coney Island. You know, I, I have to say this. And All I have right, to so admit, who was, in the, to, La- I, I who was re- in the Lafayette building? Wait a second. I have to repent. Uh-oh. Okay. I got invited to uh, Jason Brown's PR, Public mm-hmm. City, yes. 10th anniversary, and it was held at American Coney Island, and I had a really dilemma. Do I? The family's tradition has been Lafayette, and I never in my whole life I'd stepped into American Coney Island. And I love Jason, and, and I did this, and I said, okay, how do I do it? And I looked up in the skies, and I said, I beg for forgiveness. I'm going to be going into American Coney Island. And I took a buddy of mine with me that uh, because I didn't want to pass out, and I wanted <laughs> someone to so I brought Tommy Hearns with me, <laughs> and so I, I figured what I was going there for was to bring Tommy as a gift to Jason. Mm. So I justified going into America. All right, so here's your then. Trivia. Wait a second. Then I decided, do I eat something there? And I didn't want. So I had a dog there, and I justified why not going back there. They serve Pepsi, not Coke. So I've had the same dilemma. Yeah. I've gone there, and yeah. I, I felt wrong. Yeah, eating my, I felt wrong eating a coney I, from America. I, I can't do it anymore. And you know what? It was it was it was it. Um, but I was happy. I I was there to support Jason and his company, which is a phenomenal company. All right. So you're a coney so, guy. So here you go. So I'm a coney guy. I'm sitting there. But let here's me your trivia. Here's your trivia. Let's talk. You ready? Go for it. All right. For those people that are not familiar, this building is on a angle shot of uh, Lafayette and Michigan Avenue coming up to Griswold. Okay. Now, there were three Coney Islands lined okay. up on the Lafayette side, not on the Michigan side. Mm-hmm. Name all three. Okay. There was American Lafayette, and the other one was, I forgot the name. Forgot. You're much older than me. Go ahead. State. Okay. You and are. what was the corner store called? The corner store? Came to a V, curved around, right at Griswold, to back onto Michigan. What was the store there? I don't remember. Go ahead. United Shirt Company. Oh, yeah, I do remember it now. See? Yeah, when yeah, you, with the windows. When you yeah. were in light. And what was the yeah. name of the office supply store in the Lafayette building? Go for it. Macaulay's. Good. Office supply. So if you need anything, <laughs> send me your name and number, info, and I'll give you Peter's cell phone. So if you need to know anything about City Detroit, an address or which way a street goes, you can give me Well, here, here we go. I have one other, two other things. Go and we're it. not going to do it all this. You know, we have just two minutes left. But, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one is, what is Danny Gilbert doing? Danny's very smart. All right. Um, well, and, I'll repeat and, the question for everybody listening to clean out their ears. What is Danny Gilbert doing? I feel like Jay Leno. Danny is making some moves, okay? Uh, you we think? talk about the internet and what's going on. So first of all, he sold the, the casino. Right, put it uh, rumors were that now maybe the Lions, not the Tigers, might be the target. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's getting rid of casinos and all that so he can buy another sports team. Uh, 
Greek Town will be the first one sold, and you'll see the other one sold probably in the next six months or less. So he'll alleviate that. He said, I'm going to focus in Detroit, do my development, focus on my businesses. And then when he's buying these dot-coms, uh, Danny's big in the media business. Tell him about the two dot-coms. Yeah, so you got the dictionary.com. And? And the other one. Thesaurus. Thesaurus.com. Because he understands where people are going for information and what people are doing. And the same thing that we're doing, digital world. And it's the place to be. And if you look at digital, digital's affected every business in the universe. Okay, you know, um, we've only got... 60 seconds left. Mm -hmm. So in 60 seconds, do you like the new design of the new building going on the Hudson's property over the original design? I like the new design much better. Thank you. God, I, I feel so much better. I like it better. I, I, the Monroe Street building is going to start going up another million square feet. Uh, the city of Detroit's vertical and metric. I noticed as I was flying in from New York how small our downtown is. And compared to other major cities. Oh, I was going to say, did I miss And that? if you look at it and you look at the amount of towers, it's a really good feeling that we're going up, up, up and away to start building again. And thanks to Dan and his group there for doing this, that we are now going. And I want to thank vertical. you for saying up, up and away. The Fifth Dimension thanks you. And we at New Radio Would you thank like you. To fly and get ready, in ladies and gentlemen, for balloon. Garrett Allen Schleff. Jarrett. Jarrett. I love uh, the you J know what? J. I want to have him smack you or no, shoot you when he comes but in. I don't know why. You I'm know, looking J. forward J. to seeing Jarrett. I want to see if you read the script. From Pingree, Detroit. Coming up at 9 o'clock right here on Talking Biz. See you in two minutes. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams. For unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content, welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live.
A new Northwestern Medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer and eat more fruits and vegetables. And that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways, even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. 86% of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Good morning, 9 o'clock hour on Talking Biz on a lovely Saturday morning here. We've got a special guest in the studio. I want to welcome Jared Slough. Hi, Jared Slough. How are you doing, Jared? <laughs> I am well. It's good to be with you. Yeah, well, Jared is the co-founder and CEO of Pingree Detroit, an amazing company. And, and you know what? There are a lot of cool companies popping up in Detroit, and yours is one of them. And... Uh, I want to welcome you again here, and, and tell us a little bit about, I want to go back a little bit. Are you a Detroiter originally? So I was actually born and raised in Waterford, Michigan. Okay. Um, and I've lived in Detroit since 2010. 2010, okay. So what was what brought you to Detroit? I mean, how did you get to Detroit? Why did you say Detroit? And tell us a little bit about what drew you down there. Sure. So I actually came... A good friend of mine had just started a job at a nonprofit called VIP Mentoring. Um, He was doing development with them, and he's like, Jared, at the time I was working for, let's see, at that time, the state of Michigan, and I was not happy with the career I was in. I was just out of school, and he said, hey, there's a job that would be perfect for you. They're looking for someone to really advance and do regional developments as well as doing being an actual caseworker and what this project was is all about mentoring children of incarcerated parents and so uh, I started working for that nonprofit moved to Detroit at that moment uh, to start that job and fell in love with the city fell in love with the people um, and that's really what brought me to the city very cool so you got that and and what happened with the uh Pingree, as far as you know, how did you come up with the company? How did it start? And who's your partner? Original, you know, you said co-founder. Who's who started with you? Yeah, so I actually call myself a co-founder because it was founded in community, right? Okay. I'm technically the only founder, but okay, I, uh, ah, I, I love that. Okay, <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, in twenty, let's see, this is about twenty fourteen, the fall of twenty fourteen, I was really present to the needs of folks in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and across the board, I was meeting folks who. We're looking for meaningful living wage work, and we're having a difficult time finding that. And to me, that's unacceptable. I love that, yes. Especially when it comes to veterans. Right. And in my neighborhood, I met in the same week two veterans back-to-back who were unemployed. One was living in a house. He was squatting in a house in my neighborhood. And the emotions were a mix of anger and frustration and kind of a question of how is this possible? The, right, the guys right. my age, right. why why can't this guy find meaningful work? And that question of how is this happening and what are the needs led to about six months worth of me and uh, friends and new folks I was meeting. We came together. We actually employed one of these veterans I had met um, to actually go and do kind of a listening campaign of, hey, 
what are the needs? I thought I was going to do a fundraiser at the time. My God, I was, you know, at that time I was happy as a Midwest director of a nonprofit. I had no intention of leaving the career. But after about six months of sitting down with veterans and nonprofits and veterans themselves and veterans in homeless shelters and across the board, we were saying, you know, what are the needs? And we found that there was this large gap between the provision of basic needs and living wage work. And so there are folks who wanted to work with their hands. They wanted to contribute. They wanted to be a part of a mission-driven environment again, but they were lacking opportunity. And so we said, well, what can we do? And we landed on, let's, let's create the jobs that are currently lacking. I don't have manufacturing experience. <laughs> it was uh, quite the journey of saying, well, you know, what can we create that symbolizes this resurgence we're seeing in Detroit that would allow these veterans um, to work with their hands, to be a part of a, a mission bigger than themselves, and to create something that was unique mm -hmm. and inspiring. And that led to boots. That led to footwear. Uh, we haven't done footwear in Detroit since 53, and we've never yeah. done sneakers. So these are literally the first sneakers ever made in Detroit. Wow. And uh, it started with... Uh, yeah, let's put it right here on yeah. the camera. Yeah, you guys so, got the shot here? <laughs> yeah. You see the camera? It's not your size, though, Paul. <laughs> no, no. So I want to I want to do something. Why we do that? I want to. We have just a little footage I want to run. Cool. There's a 30 second piece. Can we roll that right now, Kels? Let's put it on. I love it. That's okay? great. I saw that, that video. Great. Let me tell you something, Jared. I, I I love what you're doing. I love the meaning of uh, veterans. I have a soft place in my heart for veterans because I think they're not treated right. They fight for us. They're out there. They come back. Either they're financially destroyed or psychologically issues. Hats off to you and your company. Thank you. I, I really, I, it's amazing. So let's talk a little more about, you know, Pin Green and what it is. So first of all, you, you really do research. I like what you do because let's go to the name itself, mm -hmm. okay? So tell us about the name of the company and why and, and the name of the company. Because, once again, you're an amazing person. <laughs> I can tell you right now with the way you came to Detroit and the, and the vision, you were, had a great job with a nonprofit, and then you started looking at veterans and did some research. So tell us a little more about the name and how that got. I'm sure. So, actually, when we landed on this concept of footwear, which actually came from a conversation with an elder in my neighborhood where I was talking about what we want to do with veterans and we were going to create this manufacturing company. It was going to be owned by the veterans in the, the neighborhood and, you know, here's what we want to create. And he's like, you know, it sounds like y'all are going to be the boots on the ground. It's like, boots? <laughs> we, we, what about boots? And we explored that. We explored that as a market entry and in, in doing the research of, okay, who's done footwear in, in the area? When was the last time we did it? And the deeper, deeper you go, we actually – we paid a local historian to actually help us do this research. Yeah. And in, in my own research, I, I landed on this company that was called Pingree and Smith Boot Company. And the founder of this company, his name is Hazen S. Pingree. And this was this amazing human being who was um, actually born and raised in the East Coast, but um, he was a, a Union soldier in the Civil War who actually he broke out of the Confederate prison camp with some guys from Detroit. After the war, these buddies, his comrades, he, he came to visit them, fell in love with the city. He was like, you know, i got to move here. Moved here. Before the war, he was, he was actually trained as a cobbler. And so he came, started working for this company, decided, you know what, I think I can do this better. And he actually, um, 
the accountant that he was working with. They they left the company, founded Pingreen Smith Company, became ended up being the the second largest footwear company in the country. And then back in 1890, when there was today massive political and corporate corruption and just not a focus on the well-being of the people, but a focus on just a few at the top. Um, he was like, you know, I, I can do something about this. And so ran for mayor. And as a Republican mayor, was a four-term Republican mayor of Detroit. And at the time, it was unheard of, some of the programs he put in place. So it was all around maximizing well-being. So he broke up and, and put in place uh, things like uh, the first public lighting authority in the country so folks could actually afford electricity. There was massive widespread famine. And so he created access for folks to grow food on all this land. He negotiated with landowners so that they could grow food um, all across Detroit. So they nicknamed him Potato Patch Pingree. <laughs> I love it. And, and then he was the 24th governor of Michigan. So he really embodied this level of service, this idea that maximizing well-being should be at the forefront of our policies and the forefront of what we do. And so mm-hmm. as a majority veteran-owned company and really ingrained in service and all that we do, we we started with that that vision, and that's why we named our company Pingree Detroit. All right, so we got the veterans, and some other unique stuff is where do you get the leather for your products? Yeah, so what was otherwise going into brand-new 2019 car seats and steering wheels in the production process of new cars, there are actually um, leather that was uh, otherwise, quote-unquote, scrap, and we take that scrap and we turn it into sneakers, we turn it into wallets, we turn it into clutches, bags. Um, and literally, it's uh, the term we use is upcycled, right? So there is, in the production process, there is some quote-unquote waste. And so we saw an opportunity to really inject ourselves into that process uh, and address a waste stream and turn it into an input for our, our products. So like only the best of it we take, and we, we really we turn it into something great. Very cool. So, you know, so we've got the shoes, we've got the boots. Uh, what other products do you carry? Okay, what do you yeah, make? So, uh, this wallet that I'm holding actually was designed by a 24 year old Army veteran and one of our co owners, Caleb. Um, yeah. It's the idea of just being a minimalist, super simple front pocket wallet. And we just started doing the wallets. We just started doing these um, for the ladies, or if you know, if you want to be European in your fashion, men can rock it too. But we uh, hey, show the show the purse up to the camera right yeah. there. There you go. Yeah, okay. so it's a it's a crossbody. It comes with a uh, a strap. It fits an, up an, up to an iPhone 10. Um, really designed just for minimalism. So we want to create products that are really can be generational, can last for a lifetime, and can be passed down ideally. And and really the the craftsmanship we want to speak for itself. And then oh by the way. This is, you know, sustainably sourced leather, handmade by veterans and Detroiters, and 77 cents of every dollar that comes in the company in profit actually is shared with the workers. So it is. So, so wait, how much percent of the profit? 77 cents. 77. So you got to keep your overhead pretty, pretty low. We're an L3C, which is okay. a social impact designation by the IRS. Okay. And so, yeah, it definitely has been quite the challenge to figure out how can we both maximize well-being for our team for the community but also for the company if we're not profitable you know we're not going to be around so trying to balance that has been a, a fun, fun i mix. am totally amazed i want to throw a couple of things at you because i'm a business guy mm-hmm. i've been in the import world been in the manufacturing world and the distribution world all that stuff so mm-hmm. that's why i'm amazed and i sold shoes sneakers at northland in 75 really a store called sneakers and cleats so i know the footwear business so mm-hmm. let's talk about your model and where you're at. So you've got all these goods. You have veterans making them. You're losing leather, using leather from the automotive scrap leather, so there's no waste. Um, 
what's your distribution model? Are you selling at retail stores, your outlet? What, what are your plans and how to grow this? How, first of all, how many people are partners in the company right now? Sure. So there are currently three worker owners. Okay. Um, in June, the actual guys who make our footwear, um, both two 34-year-old guys, both served in Af- Afghanistan. One was infantry in, in the Army and one was Air Force. Those both will become, they'll both become co-owners in June. Um, then we have another co-owner coming out in July. And so we'll have, essentially, there'll be six of us towards the summer. But right now, there, there's three. And our full team, there are eight of us. But how did you come to them? I mean, they're becoming co-owners, but how did you network? How did you hook up with them? Sure. So some folks have found us. Um, other folks we've gone to. Um, so um, part of the story looks like uh, like the current veterans that we're employing, uh, we used a, a process through, it's called the Michigan Talent Bank. So folks who are unemployed, um, we can essentially go online and research and look for folks who identify that they want to work with their hands. We are able to narrow the down by just veterans. There's, if you, well, Michigan Veterans Affairs, uh, Jason Allen, former state senator, ran sure. that program and is now handling that in D.C. Excellent. And um, so we know from having him on the show in past years, Paul and I have talked about jobs for veterans. So you get a grouping of veterans, and then you just kind of filter through to find the, the, the right fit. Yeah, so I, I mean, I would recommend any corporation business to look to where you can identify a really strong skill set, a really large group of folks, and be able to reach out. So we actually hosted a couple kind of workshops where the folks that we identified as potential candidates, we brought them in, we did a leather crafting uh, workshop, and then from that pool of candidates, we narrowed it down. Um, we try to not lift up super publicly anymore some of the adversity that some of the folks have gone through who we employ. Um, but everyone's going through something, right? We all are on this together. And so um, I would just say this. We're one block away from a veteran shelter with 45 men that are in transition. Um, folks have come directly through that who are currently employed with us. Folks have come and have worked with us who are in a veteran's um, transitional house uh, less than four blocks from us. So we have 150 veterans four blocks from us who a proportion of them are, are looking for work and one block from us, actually. Our veterans lead leather workshops at the veteran's shelter one block from us. Let me ask you a question. I I'm, I'm really love your company, and I want to ask you a few questions and, and say, so plan for growth. If, if a major corporation or if someone wanted to donate money or put, get involved in the company, do they get a tax write-off or if you get an investor? Because I'm looking, I'm the big thinker. Sure. Okay, I'm looking that I want to put Pingree products all over the place mm-hmm. and get it all. Is that the goal eventually to, to grow it? So, so distribution, wholesale to retailers. Mm-hmm. The story behind it's amazing. Thank you. I think the story blows it away is once people know the story. Mm-hmm. So mark my word, we're going to help spread the story <laughs> because I really like what you do. Thank you. So let's look at this and say, okay, you bring on a few people at a time, and at the stage you're going, it's going to take 30 years to get into Macy's. I don't want that to happen for you. We hope to do that in five. All right. Okay. So good. So are you out there searching people for money for the company? What What would you say is your biggest want and needs for the company right now? Yeah. So it's twofold. It's one, of course, awareness, Mm -hmm. um, especially within our kind of target market. So our products are priced in a way that allows us to pay a living wage to everyone on our team, and that allows us to really put the hand craftsmanship in place. As you can see, that this pair of sneakers takes a day and a half to make it's extremely therapeutic to work with their hands and to create something by by, by hand from scratch mm-hmm. and so that price point 
narrows down our, our audience, right? What's so, the price point of this so shoe? So two ninety eight for the sneakers. Okay. You know, like our Waltz are forty nine. Okay. Um, our crossbody clutch. These are one eighty five. Okay. And so right now we're in eight wholesale locations across Michigan. We're in Port Huron, Grand Rapids. Really small amounts of products. Are you mean wholesale? They're really retail. Excuse me. Thank you. Yeah, retail. We yeah, yeah. provide our product to them at wholesale price. Right. 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 But our model, like our, our margins, are not great on the sneakers because mm-hmm. right now we have as evolving investment is coming in we're working on being able to have even just equipment to kind of grow our scale right Mm -hmm. so our main needs are both there's the awareness piece of kind of people hearing about pingry detroit people sharing the story of what we're out to create and then kind of to to what you mentioned we would love to have more corporate partners so we do have a 501c3 arm where folks can actually give um donations donations actual capital we've gotten over two hundred eighty thousand dollars in in-kind contributions over the last four years so that's equipment that's technical assistance that's actual direct contributions and we can we can do tax write-offs in that capacity so at a price of, of what you said 289 298 298 yeah. <laughs> he's, he's looking for the bargain no 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 what <laughs> got... what kind of volume are you doing in shoes right now 25 pair a month it's okay very so, small so volume. 20, i just wonder because yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and say okay because you've got a day and a half in this you've got a lot of labor mm-hmm. it's very labor intensive mm-hmm. obviously as you get more money and you can do a little more with equipment and get where you're going you can bring that price your cost down a little bit and you mm-hmm. always look at the price points and the margins and you do that. So we've got the shoes, we've got the wallet, we got the little handbag. Mm-hmm. Any other products right now? Yeah. So we've we've also got a tote bag. Okay. All right. Let's get the tote bag. Uh, so we uh, it's kind of a urban utility crossbody. Uh, it's a 15 inch laptop. It's carry on compliant. So it's made to be kind of. I use it in my work bag. Yeah. It's a travel bag. It's. Uh, Kind of designed for under five pounds. That's my limit. They <laughs> <laughs> put it down. It's too heavy. So what's the bag like that go for? So these are uh, two twenty seven for the, and this is actually industrial hemp that's a nice, canvas. That's a nice. Put wait that a up, second. Put that's it up a nice by a camera point. so they can get a good sure, shot. Sure. You know that's a great price point. Thank you. You know I'm I'm a retail guy. I, I perception of value. But let's go back. That's a great bag. Mm-hmm. You know that's a great bag. That should be flying off the shelves. Yeah, we're we can you know we're I would say probably selling six or seven of those a week. Um, which is great. Um, We're kind of part of our scale model looks like focusing really heavily on some of our accessories. Mm -hmm. While, you know, the footwear is, it's pretty limited. It's pretty unique. We're going to start doing a lot of kind of small batch color runs where, you know, you're going to get a one of five. So limited edition. So you did get a certificate with it that this is one of five. It's actually numbered in the back. So anyway, you're walking around, this this one doesn't have it. I love that. See, you know, it's funny. You look at supply and demand. One thing I learned at college that it's supply and demand. And, and, and with that supply and demand, we have to take care of a demand by our other folks here at New Radio Media. Great. So uh, we want to thank Garrett for a few seconds. Jarrett. Step. Jarrett. Yes, okay. I love the J and the G. Okay. I keep doing it. <laughs> okay. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll see you shortly. Perfect. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. 
I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here on NewRadioMedia.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. Well, we're back here talking biz on NewRadioMedia.com. We're with Jared Schlapp of Pingree, Detroit. Jared, you know, the first part of the interview, I, I really am amazed at, one, you and what you've done with this company and how you bring in veterans as partners and you do that thing, so the social justice of it. But I really look at your product, and it's really first-class stuff, and it's really nice stuff. And it's really interesting. There's two kinds of products today. There's people that are price point products, and there's people today that are looking quality and the story behind the product. So you've mm-hmm. got the quality and you got the story. So hats off to you. I love your bag. I love your products. So when people right now, how are they finding out about you? Yeah, so we have kind of a strategic mix of we're trying to figure out the online game. How can we tell our story and, and have folks organically share and be inspired by it on social media, you know, finding our website, you know, doing kind of the traditional online advertising. And then there's kind of the in-person word of mouth. So we do pop-ups every weekend, right, you know, over the holidays we'll be, you know, we're doing a Birmingham market um, for the holiday market in, um, the, let's see, the, the first weekend in December. Um, we're going to be, you know, and every Sunday we're going to be Easter market over the holidays doing pop-ups. The whole summertime, we were at Eastern Market and doing pop-ups in Beacon Park, just trying to really be on the ground, have people be able to touch, feel, meet the veterans who are actually making our stuff. So we have, you know, usually at our pop-ups, you know, the guys who are making the shoes. It's it's ready to know the person who made your stuff. And so folks can meet, interact, shake hands, see actually the live shoemaking. We do a lot of live shoemaking demos over the summer. And so really we're, we're in that process of just telling our story. Although we've been around for four years, really the first two and a half years were both a, a massive undertaking of R&D and rigorous testing and then actual capital generation to get off the ground. And so we only really started sales la- uh, about a year and a half ago. So you have a website. Yeah. And how do they find that website? Yeah, so um, P-I-N-G-R-E-E, Detroit.com. Uh, so PingreeDetroit.com. Uh, same for Instagram and Facebook, at P-I-N-G-R-E-E, Detroit. Um that's really the, yeah the best way to connect with us. So where, where are you located? Uh, you know, so people can people stop by and visit. Yeah, so in on Thursday evenings, okay. um, we're just about to start doing this for the the remainder of the holidays. Folks can come into our workshop. Uh, we're gonna do probably like from three o'clock till eight, um, where we'll have open workshop hours where folks can come meet some of the makers. Um, see our stuff, try on our sneakers, kind of really experience this small workshop we're right on Woodward in Milwaukee. We're only 
we have 1,200 square feet of space. So it's a small space. We're in a basement, and then a first floor, we share space with a prosthetics and orthotics company called A New Life Prosthetics. And so we're actually in an old 100-year-old bank building. And so it's quite the kind of uh, unique experience to be in our shop, but during the day, it's very tight. And so we're, we're not let yet to the, the, the large size where we can have kind of a storefront and a brick and mortar blended with uh, kind of retail and production. But uh, yeah, we aim to open up that space uh, actually on Thursdays. Very nice. Well, I know you were talking uh, during the break with Paul a little bit about uh, the retail concept of, you know, being out there for the public to really see, feel, and touch on a daily basis. And the pop-ups that we talked in the first hour are a very strong point between Thanksgiving through the end of the year. Have you looked to um, at all partner with a retailer to take space within space? So we have, ex- I would say we've explored it. We have not yet built firm relationships. We are um a majority of our products are going to be actually at a brand new store opening up right by the Shinola Hotel called Good Neighbor. Um, I'm, they literally open on Black Friday. They have almost all of our accessories, and we're going to have our shoes there as well. Um, and then we're in a, a place called Simplified, a boutique by Eastern Market. Um, and then we're about to have our some of our products in a, a boutique called Fern. Um, so it's small scale, but we love to have kind of physical pop-up presences across the city in, during the holidays. So we're um, we welcome any folks to reach out to us uh, and who might be interested in, in kind of that synergy, 100%. And it's interesting. Your biggest thing right now is you have to worry about inventory, so you can't be in too many places. So you can't go somewhere and have one size. And especially with shoes, it comes down to sizing and skews. So if you have a shoe and you've got to carry the meat sizes, I assume between 8 and 10, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you figure out what size you're going to make? And, and you know, since it's a day and a half into your inventory, how do you work that out? So these are actually made to order. Okay, so okay, so we, they are made to order. Yeah, Got so it. Okay. We, we've developed custom lasts, okay. and a last is what you build the shoe around. Right, right. And so um, when an order comes in, right now, literally, well, so these went live only on October 1st, 2018, okay. right? right. The, the moment they went live within 40 hour, 48 hours, we'd actually sold out of our first two runs of 50 pairs. Wow. And then um, at the current juncture, we have... Um, essentially sold out through January shipping. And so currently we have, I think there's 18 or 17 pairs. I think on the way over here, I got a ping that we ordered. I had another pair come in. Uh, we can ship out by February 1st another 18 pairs, and then we'll bump into March. Let me ask you a question. When someone orders, do they put a deposit down? Well, so they when they order, they actually they purchase the pair. Oh, they so, do pay for yep, it. Okay, yep, so, they, you, they so pay you can f- use the funds to make what you need. Exactly. Okay, that's um, what I was and At a certain point, we'll, we'll, we'll shift. If we get too far out, um, we'll shift to a deposit model. But, like, there are companies. There's a cowboy boot maker in California who has literally three years of orders uh, on deck where there's a story where Arnold Schwarzenegger reached out, like, I have to have a pair of cowboy boots for this movie. You know, I, I'll, I'll pay you whatever. Like, normally these go for, you know, three, $5,000 a pair. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I'll pay you ten, twenty thousand, whatever you need. And the guy's like, I can't do it. I, you know, I'm a year I goes, you can't butt my, me in line. He goes, listen, I've got two former presidents waiting in line. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, it, there's when there is a demand for something that's really, really well made, um, we're hoping folks are open to, to waiting a little longer knowing that they can meet the person who made it, that they're going to have one that's numbered on the back that shows their unique pair and that they have something that has, like, impact with every step. You're amazing. (laughs) You know, no, I look at models, and and you're blowing me away because here's the deal. I always say it's supply and demand. I'll give you a funny story because I'm going to teach you this. A friend of mine was a beekeeper. He got into bees, and he had over bees, so he gave his father bees. And I said, guys, 
I want to market the world's most expensive honey. <laughs> okay? I said, last season, how many jars of, of honey did you get? He said, six. Only six, right? So I wanted to go to Waterford to make them really crystal, right? Hmm. And then number the bottles of, of, of honey. And I said, it's going to be $39,000 a jar of honey. And we're going to give the first one to a sports celebrity, to some chic or whatever. Wow. And we're going to raise it that these, only that. And we guarantee that each jar goes up 5000 a year. So see, I was creating the demand. Building a buzz. Yes, building a buzz. Yes. And so what happens is you sell the six at 39000 mm. and next year you say, we don't know if we're going to have five or so-and-so. Get mm. on a waiting list. So it's supply and demand. I love what you're doing. The model's perfect. It's like the, in the automotive world, the European makers, Mercedes and BMW, they keep the demand higher than the supply, so they keep the price point up. Mm. And so with what you're doing and the way it is, if people see quality and the story behind it, yeah, you want a waiting list, not too long, but you want a waiting list to keep the demand up there and the supply where it should be. Mm-hmm. So let's do a little dreaming for a minute. If you could share with us at Talking Biz for a minute your dream for the company over the next three years. Mm. Good question. Uh, there's a lot of elements to it, but I'm imagining three years from now, we've got dozens of... I would love to see over 50 people employed, but that, that's a very ambitious goal. But I'm imagining 20-plus full-time makers where we're actually um, looking at a model where a lot of our inputs we start to create ourselves. So part of the model I want to look to, like right now, that bag you saw was industrial hemp. Um, this may be more in the five-year model, but there are certain inputs that we can actually grow and create jobs locally where – we could cultivate this amazing canvas. Right now, it's everything's imported from China. I want to bring jobs back to Detroit, back to Michigan, grow the inputs You know, from making the rubber outsoles we currently import to 3D printing the eyelets and creating more distributed jobs where we can teach tech and have kind of a distributed model where we're producing different elements for our footwear, for our bags. Uh, I see a really beautiful growth model that looks like kind of bringing in uh, this diversified kind of skilled trades, uh, especially with, um, there's a term, Industry 4.0, as far as looking at automation, looking at tech, looking at 3D printing. And, I mean, these are already, like, we, we laser cut all the elements um, of our shoes. Um, looking to kind of move forward and, and meet, I would say, an emerging demand that's, that's coming forth. Really, um, in the next three years, I look at that kind of distributed model and a lot of folks skilled, trained, being worker owners of the company, which, just a quick example, two weeks ago, um, when we were looking at the shoes and I, I kind of posed the question to our current team, hey, you know, I want you to take figurative and literal, on- literal ownership over every means of this process. And if you see an opportunity for innovation, please, you know, bring it forth. And in that conversation, one of the, the veterans proposed, well, you know, with with the shoes, if we were to, there's a, a process called lasting when you actually form the shoe around um, this last. There's a, a, a simple machine that can actually do the toe just as well as a human hand can. And that's the hardest part of the shoe. It's the place where the most errors happen where, you know, for a, a shoe to come to the, the final place, not all of them meet the cut. And so they, they had identified a, a local place where we could get this equipment and essentially over the next we project over the next two three years we could save over a hundred thousand uh, dollars in in time by implementing this one process in the, the next four or five different lines of footwear we're coming out with so that was something that 
someone whose hands were on these were looking at a current current bottleneck in the process of production saw an opportunity to innovate to bring in some manufacturing that eventually can, some of these elements can be really um, improved to really bring you bring know you back. brought up a, a term a little earlier about tech training what is the training period before somebody physically touches anything yeah so another model that uh, when I first started this, a lot of folks said, you know, this is unrealistic, you know, you're not going to be able to succeed doing this. We actually put forth about 12 weeks of training. 12 weeks. I, I'll tell you what, um, 12 weeks of training, getting everybody on board um, is a story that we're going to continue, but I have to do something here in the studio called taking a break. So I'm going to set my headphones down for a moment, going to look at all your beautiful products, and we'll be right back. Perfect. I'm Jackie Callen, Dr. Mark Berkowitz. You all accumulate so many products. They probably dry it yeah. out if I open the jars. You can't miss the team member with Medicare. You're a critical part of the team. Yeah. And I don't eat the yolks. That's the, not really helping them diet, is it? They're, they're not getting anything out of it. It goes right through. With these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. Put your arms out if you want to. Whoa! Nice. brain naturally shrinks as you go older. Now there's research that indicates that the rate of shrinkage increases if you drink alcohol. Your brain volume naturally decreases by about 2% for every decade you live. And in the past, scientists have speculated this rate could be slowed with moderate alcohol intake because it appears to improve your heart function and your blood flow. But now, however, the U.S. researchers have found what they call a significant negative relationship between the amount of alcohol that you consume and your brain volume. A study involving nearly 2,000 men and women found a significant difference in the brain volumes of people who were moderate drinkers and those who were teetotalers. And the association was especially strong in women. So the bottom line, say the experts, is that while moderate alcohol consumption may help your heart and blood flow, it offers no protective effect on your brain volume. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. And we're back here talking biz on NewRadioMedia.com on a Saturday morning. And we got Jared here from Pin Green Detroit. So we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot about your product and the building and all that stuff. So let's look forward and, and let's, let's talk about growth. So how do you want people to support you? How can they help you and support you? So give me the top three items you could really use or, or would like as you had a wish list? Great. Well, thank you for that question. Okay. Um, one of the best ways folks can support us, I often say, if anyone that hears this in the next three weeks can just share our story authentically, organically with three people, um, literally relationships are our strongest currency. And so if it happens to come up where you, you compliment someone's shoes and ask them, hey, have you heard about this company called Pingree Detroit? You know, the first sneakers ever made in Detroit. Uh, we, we really hope that awareness of our, of our mission, of our story, of, our, of the products themselves can help really build that authentic connection with folks across the Midwest, mid, you know, Metro Detroit. 
Um, the second would be, uh, of course, supporting us and being uh, someone who actually owns a piece of Pingree. So whether mm-hmm. it's our footwear, our wall, giving it as a gift, giving the gift of impact, um, or actually physically having it for yourself, that is an amazing way to support us. And the third would be, we're really hoping to connect with some corporate partners going into 2019. So whether that's folks who say, you know what, I really would love to give this as some giveaways to celebrate my employees. Or, you know, we we make, for instance, um, just for corporate partners, like a, a real simple drawstring backpack and a simple tote where we can do these for under 50 bucks for corporate partners. They might buy the ones from China for a couple bucks. But if you can have a leather drawstring bag to give it your corporate picnic, you know, thinking forward, we would love to connect in that realm and also with corporate partners where, um, as you mentioned earlier, we can accept you know donations, tax write-off, uh, tax-deductible donations, and even when it comes to property, if there are folks who might be sitting on some property and they could use maybe tax-free um, support for a couple years, we are looking to grow. And part of that growth looks like finding a, a really great location where we can both do production and have a storefront right along the Woodward Corridor, ideally. So let me ask you a question. You, you gave me a good idea here. So let's say we have a corporation. Let's say we're going to go down to General Motors down at the Rensen, and General Motors is going to make a executive bag for their people, mm-hmm. and they've got 5,000 executives, mm-hmm. and you make a fair price deal with them, one that the margin is good for Pingree so they can support you, mm-hmm. and you make an exclusive bag for them, which is made with the story about GM gives their employee the bag and says, this put 20 veterans to work, mm-hmm. and we help this Detroit company send out sounds like a win-win for everybody. So, you know, maybe it's a $100 bag and we got a $50 margin price point and mm-hmm. they order 5,000 of them. Is that a nice boost for the company? <laughs> That'd be a game changer. Okay, so, that so moves this is, all of our part-time so, to so, full-time. So, so this is where <laughs> my head is, okay? And I want to work with you. You got me intrigued. I mean, yeah, you know, look we, at him. When he no, starts no, to smile, no, I know no, things no, are moving along no, no, now. Because, no, no, because my mind works like this. Mm. And, and I've fallen in love. I saw the, the website meeting you and looking at this stuff. And, and I have a really soft spot for veterans in my heart. Okay, I wanted to do a franchise program where we give franchises free to veterans That's so amazing. they can live and support. So you hit me two ways. One, I love your social justice stuff. I love the veterans part. But let's step it up one notch. Mm-hmm. Let's do a campaign. And we'll... Peter, do you think we should join yeah. in with this? Well, definitely. I mean, and, 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 we do this all the time. And, you know, we look at... The new small business, Mm -hmm. not the old small business, but the new small business. And in a lot of cases, you know, Detroit is a town of recreation. It's not like it's the first time we've ever seen it. It's how do we recreate it and make it better than last year's. Um, Your bags, your shoes, uh, the wallet, the handpiece over here, um, they're great starts. The, the, The challenge always is you're the best kept secret in town. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's that's the famous line. You're wearing a pingree shirt that, so far, I was going to tell you to take off the sport coats just so we could market the shirt. And does the shirt go for sale for people? You know, how do they get a T-shirt? How do we do all these oh, wonderful... Oh, you came up with a great idea. Front side, back side. No, no, I love it. Give us some of your shirts. Let's have the morning shows pitch it for donations. There we hmm. go. Okay? We've got a group. Um, I want to put them on, if you don't mind. Uh, do you mind waking up a little early, so-and-so? Yeah. I'm already up at 4.30. <laughs> you know what? I, I'd love them to be on the McAllister show. Right. Okay? And, Living and, room and concept. talk about your concept and so-and-so and see how we can help you. Great. Because amazing company, an amazing person. Thank you. And, and we want to partner up with you. 
New radio media. Is it okay? Paul's really looking. Let me explain something. Yeah. Be After honor. being in New York with Paul and traveling in and out of leather goods stores with Paul, he's really trying to find out what you have not said yet. How much it will cost to mag- manufacture a real beautiful briefcase? No, no, I give a hard case. I have a, I, 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 I'm, Jer- I'm a leather guy. I'm a leather briefcase I, I, I guy. A, he knows it. I, we're, we're in Manhattan, and I see this blue hard case because we are our, our company's blue. Okay, so about the color of these pillars, I have a briefcase. Wow. It's a hard case, and everyone wondered why I had it. So my son, who's the voice of reason, I sent this out to him. He says, "Why did you just do that?" And yeah, he, he says, wouldn't even tell me. He so, went back to the hotel room after we walked by the store. He says, well, I went back on my own, and I kind of <laughs> have it shipped I to Detroit. I bought myself the gift. So we got it, and it's funny. So him and I went out to L.A. on a trip for the business, and he's knocking it. We go into Ray Parker Jr. Remember the song Ghostbusters? Sure. So we're in Ray's house, and the briefcase is sitting there. His wife walks down with the same colored top, and she says, that's an amazing briefcase. And my son says, I'm not going to hear the end of this. That's right. Huh. As we're leaving L.A., everyone made comments. The TSA agent said, that's the best briefcase I've ever seen. I said, you know wow. what? And it's so bright blue, you'd never think I'd be struggling, smuggling drugs in it. You wouldn't even check it out. <laughs> that's right. He started laughing. And it's so that briefcase <laughs> I just took to New York, and so many people commented, like, mm. cool case. So mm. it's real cool, but enough of my briefcase. No, but Pin uniqueness. Brief, yeah, but uniqueness and what you're doing. You're an amazing person to help veterans and to do this and strapping it, still working as a bartender and doing your thing, whatever it takes, reminds me, we're a new company. We do the same thing. We do whatever it takes, and we grow. But but good people partnering with good people is where it's at. We had the talk before he came out right. about social justice and where companies are going, and, and this is exactly what we talked about mm-hmm. and, and really looked at this. So I want you to know that what you need from us, or you need something from us, we're going to partner up with you on stuff. Or if it's our business brains or whatever we All do, right. we have to do it because – we're not a major broadcaster yet. Mm-hmm. And by us doing the right things will help us and help each other. Amazing. So I, I want you to have a, you know, it, it's it's crazy. It just, it's just exciting because let's make this a great holiday and social. We had a long talk that Peter and I were talking this yeah, morning. Right. This, this really fits in about how people got to sit back, chill, and remember what life's about. That we're too tense and everyone's all stressed out and the world is so. Well, so you were out last week and joined New York. We ran from the Department of Defense uh, a video for the definition of Armistice Day to Veterans Day, courtesy of the DOD. And even the staff here had no concept of how one holiday rolled to the next and who protected us here in the United States on a day to day basis. And still does. Never will. Never will go away. Uh, I'm an Air Force guy. So my question to you is this. In the neighborhood you're at today, you're a block from a shelter of veterans. You have another so many blocks down where there is another shelter. What is the community doing down there to embrace the greater warmth of the veteran? I think right now a lot of the focus is on kind of basic needs there is not enough emphasis around um, creating a space for folks to get out of the maybe the mental space they're in or the survival mentality um, and into a space where your eyes are open to new possibility your eyes are open to you know finding that meaning that that purpose again i think uh, there are great organizations doing work where they're you know finding mentorship groups like bunker labs that are creating 
kind of a really beautiful economy and an ecosystem around entrepreneurship and creating access. And there are, I mean, there are so many good nonprofits in the veteran space, you know, whether it's Volunteers of America or Michigan Veterans Foundation or, you know, DAV, there, there are, I can't count them all, but... But are, but are they out there for themselves and not collectively as one parent company? They're not working together. Thank uh, you. I, I get why. They're all competing for funds, but they're stepping on toes, and I'm not going to work with them because they took this idea or this grant, and I, I am so committed to finding a way to put the people... The veterans are who they should be serving, so why not work together a little more? And I, I get it. It's a funding issue, so then let's correct that. You know, if more businesses got together and said, hey, you know, this pool, you know, we're going to give funds for anyone that supports us, but you got to work together. You know, I, I think if business can lead the way a little bit more, we can't wait for the government. It's going to take too long. <laughs> uh, so we have to kind of step up. And as a community, as a neighborhood, as a really a support system, we have to just, yeah, we got to work together. So, well, now I was just going to jump in and say it's almost sounds like we have a chamber of commerce and this has to be the chamber of armed forces mm-hmm. of, of veterans where we have the parent up here kind of having all the tentacles dropping down, but everybody coming to the round table collectively to talk about the concerns so that collectively we can engage the community. They had a conference on this exact topic last year in D.C. So folks are talking about nationally because nationally we're not collaborating. And every person who's like, I see a problem, I'm going to start something myself. And then it's about me and it's about my thing succeeding in I think the more we can get rid of the me mentality and say we've got to do something, there are so many things that are unacceptable that we can all agree on. You know, there should not be homelessness and veterans in the same sentence. The amount of red tape that people have to go through to get help through the VA, the amount of dependency that can sometimes happen from certain programs that are meant to help but but don't give access to for folks to determine for themselves what they need and claim it for themselves. There's just there's a, a myriad of challenges that. Um, I think veterans can figure it out a lot better than, than civilians in some aspects. And so giving the tools, the resources, the support, and that ecosystem that incentivizes collaboration, I think is critical. Let me ask you one other thing, and, I, and this is what I want to do, because if whatever we can help you with. So between now and New Year's, let's send a message out right now. I'd like to tell everyone who's watching or listens to the rebroadcast or the on-demand of this, which is most of the people, it, to go to your website and for a gift to support a veteran and to grow a company, put an order into this company. This, order something. Order something from Pingree. Go in there. Um, if someone goes on the site and they want to, uh, they realize the size, they just tell you the size or, or you know, if they come down, do they get measured? Or what, how does that work? Yeah, so uh, all of our shoes are actually true to size. Okay. So if you wear a size 10 and an athletic sneaker, you're going to fit perfectly in our size 10. Okay. If you want to cut, if you're local, reach out and we will host you for a private fitting you can meet the maker who's you know the veteran who's going to build your shoes you can experience the workshop get sized up and actually try in a pair um, or you can order online and we'll, we'll ship it to you for free i love it i love it so go to pingreedetroit.com yes and uh, is there you have a phone number there no one calls <laughs> uh, there is a phone number on our website and on our okay. facebook it'll go right to caleb uh, so if you want to bug an army veteran uh you know we invite you to reach out online <laughs> but if you've got concerns uh we can field those as well well we didn't cover a lot and you wanted to be you know become a waste and carbon negative and toxic free by 2026 so you got another ambition down the road yeah so part of our our work is hey how can we be really intentional around maximizing well-being for our neighbors for our workers for the broader community the environment we don't want 
our team handling toxic stuff. They might have already done that, right? So how can we make sure that both the worker isn't breathing in toxic fumes or, or having to go into our neighborhood uh, or the end customer having something that eventually becomes toxic? We, we know in this current age there, um, I see an opportunity to create products that actually maximize that well-being. And when it comes to the environment, one of our one of the fastest growing segments in the marketplace are uh, among this population that's called bridge millennials, which are kind of the, the oldest among the millennial group. And they're looking for companies that actually prioritize the environment so that we're taking care of you know my kids, my grandkids. But right now, there's just an opportunity to lead uh, by example. And we see an opportunity to, yeah, to, to, when we talk about carbon negative, it looks like not just zeroing out and, and avoiding um, challenges in the future, but like that looks like localizing. That looks like having distribution more localized. It looks like trying to bring components. You know, we source almost all of our components from the United States. I love it. And that's just part, that's part of the mission. Anyways, I want to thank you for your time this morning and being on our show. Great company. We're going to have a lot of contact with you. But good luck to your company. I wish you and your staff and your partners, I should say, because they're all you. partners. A happy holidays. Thank and don't forget, Pingree Detroit is located at 6438 Woodward Avenue. So wander down there. You know, there's a thing we call a rail line now that stops right by your place. <laughs> so get off, go in, say hello, and just enjoy. We'll be right back. Thank you so much. Yep, what's up? This is your boy Walter Jones, also known as Zach, the original Black Ranger, and you are geeking out with Geek Tainment Weekly at New Radio Media. It's worth the time. I'm your host, Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson, and are you ready? Uh, Andy, what holiday is this associated with? Oh, boy. Uh, uh. Sukkot? I'm sorry, that's not the answer we were looking for. Whitney, for the win, can you tell us which holiday is this? I know. Shavuot. No, I'm sorry. I've got the answer. Ta-da! What? My show, Let's Talk Torah, where we talk Torah, holidays, faith, and all the things that help us live our life. That's Let's Talk Torah, Thursdays at 3 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. That's pretty good. I'm Jackie Callen with Dr. Mark Berkowitz. We all accumulate so many products. They probably dry it yeah. out if I open the jars. You can't miss the team member with Medicare. You're a critical part of the team. Yeah. But I don't eat the yolks. That's yeah. not really helping them diet, is it? They're, they're not getting anything out of it. It goes right through. With these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. Put your arms out if you want to. Whoa! Nice. Welcome back. Welcome back. I know. Welcome back. You know, I got to say that Jarrett, you know, I got it. That's an amazing company. Well, you know, veterans 
let's start with veterans. You and I, yeah. when uh, we worked at another company every Saturday morning, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about American goods. Mm-hmm. If you remember from the Olympics when Ralph Lauren decided to have all the clothes made in China, mm-hmm. and you said, go find me some American companies. And mm-hmm. we did. We put them on the air the following week. Mm-hmm. And, and I was excited to hear, you know, I, li- I listened very much to Jarrett using American talent that fought to protect the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, now protecting our feet, mm-hmm. in a sense, mm-hmm. but um, reinventing a veteran to a new life. And I think that is so important. People, people take for granted everything about the communities, you know. And when they see a person on the corner and they hold up a sign and they say, you know, hire a veteran, I haven't been working, uh, I kind of wonder sometimes when people just look at it and say, are they really veterans? Are they really this? Are they really that? We got the true story today, and I, and I got to tell you, that hits home. The, when we showed the video last week from the Department of Defense, uh, you know, and then you look at veterans here, and unfortunately, most people have never been to a VA hospital, never worked a VA program. Um, I was in B'nai B'rith. We did the bingo every month at the VA in the old Allen Park building, and then uh, down at uh, down in Detroit at the hospital. You need to reach out. And, Paul, you and I talked about this before. We've gone into restaurants, men in uniform, we pick up the tab, Mm -hmm. and we thank them for their service. And and you look at that, and, and, and Peter, you know, what's cool about it is we talk. um, NRM and and New Radio Media and the staff and what we're doing is that, and and many people. And, once again, we'll be reaching out to people in the community for volunteers to be involved in these programs. We can't do it alone. No, you You need to partner. We can't do it alone. You You look at Jared, you look at his company, you look at what he does. Here's a guy that put veterans to work, yet alone he still has a job as a bartender to support himself. My question was, out to these other people. you never asked him. About his Bloody Mary. Thank you. You know the what? The staff I all kept you. looking at me, you. looking at me. Well, well, Tony gave have, me a big well, hit with a bloody what, nose. Well, I, mean, I know, like, well, I know. Tony had to like, leave. We did he, an emergency. He's like, he's like, he's like, you know what? I mean, I'm sorry for the hint. You, okay, he's like, we're well, playing like, uh, you know, you know, what's that word when you guess what it charades, is? Charades, charades, charades. And Tony even had bloody. There. I know so I'm over. Like, you know, bloody. And that's all right. We took he's care looking of it. for a girl named Mary. So and I, Mary, <laughs> and I wanted to thank Ethan for coming in to run the board. I'm sitting here doing thing, and you're doing your first responder thing. That's what we do here at New Radio Media. We handle all the issues. You know what? I, I want to reach out and thank again Mary Ann Opt from the company who, who Mar- went out and, and reached out to Jarrett and finding this great interview in this great and company. How and can the, people and find Mary Ann to talk about putting... Uh, so send right now everything going through info right now. Info at New Radio Media comes to us the best. Um, and if you're looking for advertising, looking for market, looking to get your nonprofit on or whatever you want, we are. We always said that New Radio Media is going to help shape up the community and be just what the community is. We've got some great stuff coming up. I mean, Peter, it's amazing. We'll talk about that another time and in place. But let's talk about. I want to ask you a question. So and so. So, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Well, since I'm not allowed to drive, okay. quote unquote, okay. you know, uh, not till December first, folks. Okay. Collar comes off. It'll okay. be a new ro- new look in the studio. Okay. Um, we're going over to uh, Mary Helen's. Okay. And all of uh, the kids are coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, son-in-law and grandson, uh, Tim and Zach, will go to the uh, Lions uh, Challenge. Okay. We call it now at Ford Field. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we'll all meet at uh, Mary's versus for 30 years, almost Carrie and I have been up north in Traverse City, mm-hmm. uh, usually on a Wednesday through Sunday, uh, enjoying friendship with a number of people we know up there and just relaxing, you know, like, as we said earlier, decompressing, that getting away from everything. But we'll be here and then just taking it easy Friday, et cetera. 
but uh, family. It's going to be with the family. And uh, our question is, uh, on uh, that holiday weekend, are we going to run a new show, or shall we share with everybody one of our picks? So here's what I want to do. Share with us what you want to do. I would like to people to go back and look at the archives, because I think I'd like to give those people the weekend off. Sounds great to me. I think that we should do this, and, and, and really, as part of our community, everyone on Saturday, let's take the weekend off and enjoy. I'm not going to say we're running a live show, but go to our page and look at our previous shows, and you pick the one you want to listen to. And okay? we'll put up on the notice that uh, Paul and I are taking the holiday weekend for family, and we ask that all of you do the same at the same time. I want to do that, and I think it's the greatest way. Let's start that. I want to throw something out at you, and maybe it's very controversial. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. This is, I'm going to take this out. I might lose a lot of people, but what? Well, well you lost me, so. What if we what ask if we? employees of companies. Oh, not our company. Who are, we just gave people Thanksgiving off. Yes, we right? did. How about. I give my company tell your, people off. Tell your company I'm not showing up for work on Thanksgiving. Okay. Why did you hear okay. that? Okay. <laughs> right, right. Boy, wait through the glass. Stick it to the man. Wait a second. Why don't we start something on social media this week on Monday? And everyone go on your social media and say, listen. Thanksgiving should be a day of family. I'm, I'm going to be with family. Sorry I'm not working. Well, then you know what the kicker is going to be? Force a couple companies to close. Well, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Someone's going to write back. My mom and dad own the business. Oh, I'm yeah, working. sorry. Okay. <laughs> got to be there. At the Call time. it off. <laughs> My legal department just said, don't do that. Don't do that. But in the meantime. But, but if you no. feel your opinion, listen. No, sir. What's sir, cool sir. about social media is that you can put down your opinion and what you feel and how you are. And, and once again. I'm looking forward to spending Thanksgiving with family and friends, and I think everyone else is here. I want to thank everybody, and this is my Thanksgiving, Peter, to you as a friend and partner, and everyone in here to have a great Thanksgiving because I believe that this is something that takes us back to our roots and where we are and where this country started and, and to really enjoy yourself. This show today with Jarrett and with the veterans and everything really made me look at this and we always need a reminder about things i mean we get caught up in life and we get all you know vermished and, and all and different excited and, and nervous but we got to go back to the basics peter you just had surgery december 1st you get your collar off you do that and and thank god your surgery was successful hopefully mine next year is just as successful but i want to thank everybody for one the staff being here everyone else I want everyone to have a happy Thanksgiving. You, Peter, and your happy family. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And we won't be on next Saturday, but take go to our page and pick out which we'll choice you want. We'll see you in another two, two weeks. All righty.